Last time we talked to Joe Buck, I believe we were in Canton. In fact, I know we were in Canton. It was the Hall of Fame. He was going in on the broadcaster's side. Hard to believe that was about six months ago. Football season has come and gone. And I've, I've wondered this for a while. We've talked to Joe a number of times. But because he was so vocal about the Rams' exit from St. Louis, in fact, he was ahead of the curve on a Fox 2 weekend show, Sports Final, taping a segment. This would have been in November of 2014, maybe about the time the task force was being put together by the governor to try and keep the Rams on our set, in our studio. We were taping the segment. I remember it vividly. So now we're talking about seven-plus years ago. Joe said about Kroenke, he's gone. And I'm disappointed, but he's gone. He's not going to stay. And that was a good 15, 16 months before the actual relocation vote took place. So Joe was way out in front of that. So I've been wondering, you know, as the Rams become a more prominent team, and I know they have been in recent years, his role at Fox, calling the NFC Championship, being around these people, you know, how difficult is that. So that's one of our topics. Also, Joe's contract is up next year. He's got to do the Super Bowl next year. Then his deal is up. Also, Troy Aikman's deal is up right now. A lot of stuff's been written about Amazon, Thursday Night Football. Maybe Aikman's going to work with Al Michaels. Joe also talks about becoming friends with Al Michaels. And uh, we also talk about the lockout and baseball. So uh, we'll call it a wide-ranging interview. I love when they say that about an interview. I don't know. Does that mean they just talk about anything and everything, but this is wide-ranging. Joe Buck, our guest. It is the Killcoin Conversation presented, as always, by Marie Davila Senior Living, located at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Just take that virtual tour right now, whether it's for your parents, yourself, your aunt, your uncle, mariedevilla.com, assisted living, villa estates. Check it out all online. Triad Bank, one of the original sponsors of all of our podcast segments. They are a St. Louis-based bank. Been here since 2005. They're located in Frontenac on Clayton Road and on the web at triadbanking.com. It's for home loans, car loans, business loans, but especially people who are doing business here in St. Louis. You know how difficult it can be to get things done. Make sure you talk to the folks at Triad Bank. B&G Tuck Pointing, you know they are the best in the bricks. Tuck pointing, foundation repair, waterproofing, make that chimney, that garage, that brick home, make it look new again with my guy Rich Galati, bgtuckpointing.com, or get a free estimate by simply calling 363-0525, 363-0525bgtuckpointing.com. Appliance discounters where you can get a great deal and you can get it delivered quickly. This is a true story from last week. My Uncle Art, who would be, I guess, my great-uncle, had a refrigerator that conked out. His daughter texted me and said, we listen to your podcast. This is a 100% true story. And, I mean, most I'd like to think most of my stories are true. But they said, isn't there a, a place you talk about all the time? And I said, appliance discounters. They went there the next day, got the new fridge, and it was delivered the next day after that. I mean, within two days, everything, boom, done. And they are now raving about appliance discounts. That's how it works. Always tell people to check out the GE rebates, all the great GE merchandise, 
but quickly delivered, installed. That's what Appliance Discounters has been doing for a long time. TheAppliancedDiscounters.com. Their savings are your savings. And our friends at Nordic Mountain, we discovered them this year up there in Wild Rose, Wisconsin. About six plus hours from St. Louis. But if you're looking to take the kids skiing, trust me, it's going to ski. It's going to snow and be ski sneezing. Season, not sneezing, but season. Into March in Wisconsin. So if you have a long weekend, check them out. NordicMountain.com. Snowboarding, tubing for the younger kids, ski lessons. If you've never been skiing, it's a great mountain to learn on. Really a cool spot, nordicmountain.com. And now let's do it, the conversation with Joe Buck. Hey, look who's here, a man who needs no introduction, uh, yet he actually filled, no, he didn't fill. Now it's Joe Buck, and I'm wondering, Joe, is this, football's over, baseball's a couple months in the rearview mirror, is this the downtime now for you? This is it. Uh, this is the part of the year that I work so hard to get to, and then I'm about a week in, and I'm like, When's this work start up again? As I'm uh, giving my three-year-old twins a bath and uh, doing everything that, that goes into being uh, basically a stay-at-home dad. So I love it. It's great. But uh, yeah, I, I tend to miss work here maybe before the end of February. You've done Super Bowls. You're doing the next Super Bowl. Is it a relief when it's not on your plate some years? Yeah, I've, I've said before, and, and I believe that it needs to be about every three years. You know, it comes with a lot of uh, scrutiny. It comes with a lot of anxiety, tension, all that other stuff. And yet, I say all that, and it's a blast. It's a, it's a great game to do. It's fun, you know, for, for Troy and me, we did 27 games or however many games we did with Thursday night football, blended into Sunday, blended into the postseason. And you kind of want to do that last game because that's where it all comes down to. But, uh, yeah, once every three years is nice. Although here at Fox, we have next year's, then an off year, then the next one. So we'll have two over three years. I was wondering during the NFC Championship game, it's in L.A. A lot of the talk going in was about if they'd fill the building with their own fans. You're obviously a St. Louis guy. You know the narrative here that the team had left. Did it put you in an awkward spot at all, or you just play it down the middle? And just... No, I mean, I, I think you, you just kind of say what is going on. We, we saw it in Week 18 when they played the last regular season game and San Francisco had to win to get in. And, I mean, it was stunning how many 49er fans were in that stadium and how loud they were, and they overwhelmed the Rams fans. And I, I think those that were in there rooting for the Rams in the champ game – we're challenged. Like we're we're gonna make noise too. Um, it was about 50-50. Would be my unscientific uh, analysis of what was out there in front of me, both visually and uh, audio-wise. But but at the end of the game, when San Francisco had to try to go down to tie or win it, uh, the place was loud as could be. And and I think the Rams fans or those that were there were challenged to finally make some noise, and they did. You know, it's funny. You get criticized a lot for, you hate my team. And I wonder when you're doing a Rams game, if St. Louis people are like, you don't hate them enough. Like, yeah. you know, you can't, like, wait a minute. And Or if L.A. fans are saying, oh, that's the St. Louis guy. Have you heard it? I haven't yeah, heard much I, of that L.A. stuff. No, I don't feel like L.A. fans put that together that way. And, and you know, as I've said before, you know, my God, I think about coming here this time of year in years past, and I, I was the one that was saying, I'm telling you, I think they're going to leave whenever that was. And We were sitting over there uh, eight years ago, 2014, or seven and a half years ago, I guess, and you said, 
and I'm like, Martin's got all these baseball questions. Hey, who should the Cardinals sign? You said, I think they're leaving. I'm like, oh, the Ra you said it early on. Yeah, and, and so then, then that comes to pass, and, and I was pretty vocal uh, Twitter-wise about being uh, critical of, about how the whole thing went down. But then I have to I have to be a big boy about it. You know, I'm I'm a proud St. Louisan. I'm proud of where I'm from. I think this is a great place to live. I think it is a a really uh, hot area for football. I think this this city supports uh, that sport as well as any city uh, per capita that that we go to. And it it was hurtful when they left. But I have to then switch and go. Hey, I work at Fox. There's a team in L.A. It's the Rams. And, uh, you know, I, I wear the other hat, too. And, and when the Rams are good and the ratings are good, Fox is happy. And, and that's kind of what I have to go with. I, I think that, that battle's pretty much over. Yeah, in, in a much smaller scale, I'm doing commentary one night about how awful the NFL and these people are. And then the next segment, I'm saying, don't forget, Packers, Bears, Sunday right, yeah. noon. I mean, part of it, the NFL is a monster that's not going away. And I think you did your part, which was, hey, if the narrative is St. Louis is a dump, Time out. You know, L.A.'s a bigger market. I get that. The NFL wanted to be in L.A. I get that. I think it was just, the hurt was over the dump part of this. And yeah. You could live anywhere. You live in this dump, Joe. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this city. And, and obviously, you know, my father was so tied in and my family has always been. So it's a part of me. And, and what I was most excited about way back when, and I'm sure this is not why you wanted to have me on, but uh, I was excited about what the stadium, a new one could do for downtown and businesses and, and get some tax dollars flying around down there, much like what hopefully happens with the soccer stadium and uh, what Ballpark Village was initially supposed to be. It took a while to get there, but you see some of, of that excitement. And, and that's, that's what got my dad excited about it. That's why he went to bat for the Cardinal owners in Jeff City to try to say, hey, this would be good for the city. Yes. There are people making a lot of money, and, and that's just the way it is. But getting more, uh, more tax dollars flying around downtown St. Louis and some younger people down there are hanging out at bars and restaurants and whatever, that's good for the city. That's what excited my dad, and then years later what excited me about a, a potential riverfront football stadium. And then they have the lawsuit, they get the settlement, and people have said it's nothing to them. I, $790 million is still a lot of money. I don't care if it's going to the lawyers. For the NFL to sit down and write and Kroenke to contribute to that, that's a big number. You know they I, care about that, right? Yeah. They I, don't I, lightly say, sure, take seven, $800 million. No. That's, that's, I'm, I can't imagine anybody thinking that or saying that. And then I think it leads to the next question, what's going to be done with it? And, and who's going to be in control of it? And, and what's it going to be spent on? Because that is a large chunk of money that needs to be handled and handled well. And, and time will tell if all of that you know, ends up benefiting the city like I, I hope it does in, in all phases. Some people were disappointed because they thought, well, let's get a team. I never heard from anybody who I think might know that expansion or a city offer offering St. Louis a team. Did you ever hear that from anybody that that was on the table? Or no, I mean, table? I, I heard, hoped that it would. Yeah, happen. I heard the same stuff you heard. I, I read the same news services you read. And, you know, there are other there are writers like Florio, I think, had that in there for a while. And I mean, who knows what, what's talked about uh, between lawyers, between people involved, uh, both on that side and on St. Louis' side. I have no idea. Um, but I, like I said, I'm just hopeful that whatever uh, and whoever is in charge of this 
uh, uses it and spends it wisely to, to help our great city. You mentioned the 27 games with Troy. His deal is up, right? You're, you got another year, but a lot of talk about Troy Aikman maybe leaving Fox. He's been your longest tenured partner, right, as, at this point? I mean, yeah, 20 years. Um, yeah, I was with Tim McCarver for 18, I believe, and now Troy for 20, which is hard to believe. I mean, you know, we, we were alerted to that this year when we were in Canton uh, that it's been 20 years and we're right there knocking on the door of the longest running tandem and most games ever done as a broadcast team. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where that goes. I, I think, you know, he's at a point where he's weighing all these different options. It's nice to have options. As you said, I'm at Fox for at least one more year. And um, you know, maybe I'll be dealing with these same issues a year from now. I have no idea, but I, I do know that uh, the Troy's desire is to stay at Fox and to keep doing games and make it 21 years and then maybe 28 years at some point. But that, all that stuff's out of my control. How about a guy like Al Michaels, who is, I mean, we grew up watching him on TV. He's calling the Super Bowl. He's in his late 70s. Yeah. And he's as good as ever. Yeah, and, and he and I have become good friends. I'm, I'm, that's, and, and I've gotten to know Jim Nance a little bit this year for the first time. So um, being able to call Al a friend, you know, I always kind of considered Al Michaels. Obviously, I think he's the best to ever do it. Uh, I think he's still the best. Uh, but I always considered him kind of in my dad's era. And then to kind of get to know him and see what he's all about. I mean, he's really funny. He's fun to be with. And, and he's going to not stop working, which to me as a football fan is a good thing. Because I, anytime he's doing a game and I hear that voice and it's matched to an event, that's an event that I know I should be watching. So that's, that's hard to come by these days. He's earned that. And uh, I'm glad he's going to keep going. You know, I forgot this about Troy. He wanted to be in Dallas, yet you were in Tampa. That was, I think you have said on camera, remember you said, oh, I wish I was in Dallas oh, right yeah. now. And, and the great 49er Cowboy game was going to be going on CBS. You were kind of stunned when he said it, right? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like we just said, I've worked together. He and I worked together for 20 years. I've, I don't think I've ever been stunned at anything he said on air. Um, but that took me by surprise. But I love it. Like, that's... That's the stuff when Troy, I feel, is at his best. It's the, the, the issue for him is his word carries so much weight in that league and it gets so much attention that when he says anything that's not right down the middle, uh, people are like, oh, my God, did you hear what Troy Aikman said? So that's kind of a cross that he has to bear. And when he said it, he was mainly kidding uh, because the facts were CBS paid for that late window, extra money, they were going to get that game, and that was the obvious game that was going to go there. So there was no real mystery uh, as to why that game was on CBS for those in the business. I, but I don't think fans care. Fans just want to know where the game is, what times it start, and uh, you know, sit back and watch it. I thought it was funny because I'm thinking, yeah, it actually would be a pretty good game to be. And it, traditionally, that's a Fox kind of game. And I, and I think for him, the personal side of it was he was involved in a lot of that as a player. San Francisco, Dallas, Dallas, San Francisco. And I think he just wanted to be there and call the game. So, uh, but as far as not understanding it or whatever, that we all knew it. Can you see yourself anywhere but Fox? I mean, you got a year here, and I'm not going to scoop Dan Caesar. He'll write about it a few more times here. But how, how does that play out for you? I mean, you've done so much there. I don't see it being acrimonious. Oh my God, no! I, 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 
if if I, who knows if Fox doesn't come along in 1994, and and want to get a new crop of announcers, and it was obviously Pat and John, but then it was me, and it was Tom Brenneman, and it was Kenny Albert, it was Kevin Harlan. Uh, we were the other guys that really didn't have much experience at all, uh, and and three of us were sons of well-known broadcasters. Uh, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'm I'm certain of that. Talking about any of this, so I owe them everything. I. I, I no, I can't see myself being anywhere else. But you know, who knows? It, it takes two for that dance. So uh, I'd like to think they want me to continue, and and we'll figure something out. But if not, then I'll I'll find somewhere else to work, or I'll just be that aforementioned stay-at-home dad. But you like you still like working. I mean, you're and you're young. We much Al's like 25 years older than you, right? So you you yeah. want to keep going for. I can say. <laughs> On the record, when I am 77, 78, I will not be doing games. But, yeah, at 52, absolutely. I, I, I would rather do a game than have a day off. And, and I, I've never felt different than that. I, 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 it is the most fun job that I've ever come across. Not that I've had, that I've seen anybody have. So to sit there and call an NFC championship game for 50 million people and put your voice to really exciting, intense action – there's nothing like that uh, anywhere. I mean, you don't talk to that size audience anywhere, and you do a Super Bowl, I'll be talking to 100 million people. And, and I don't care if it's a presidential election, a presidential debate, the Oscars, the add them all up, you, you're probably not going to get to that number. So it's, it's unique. So we mentioned how big the NFL is. You know that. The NBA with kids right now is huge. And yet baseball has this offseason, this lockout. And I said this to Adam Wainwright a week ago. I said, aren't you guys at a, at a tough time to be – alienating fans. Don't you think baseball needs to sort of like look in the mirror and say, well, we've got this pace of play issue. It's still a great game. Maybe not as popular as it was. Isn't this a time now where they've yeah. got to figure it out? No, they do. And, and I, I think coming out of the pandemic, if you can even say we're out of the pandemic, I don't know what we all consider ourselves, but uh, I know the owners are worried about fans coming back. I know players are, are worried about being relevant. And, and I, I agree with you. The problem is somebody has to blink and somebody has to give and some one side has to, you know, there's all the public posturing and pride and everything else that comes into play. Uh, but something has to get done because they cannot test the patience of the public. I, I don't think here and now with everything that everybody's been through and everybody's fighting for dollars and entertainment dollars. And you're right. I mean, pace of play is an issue. Both sides know that it's not overall time of game. It's what happens when the inning starts. Football games last three hours. It's no big deal. But th there's action. So everybody's aware of that. Now you got to figure out how to legislate more action. Um, and on top of that, you can't sit out and say, woe is us. People just don't want to hear it right now. And in the wake of the pandemic, people certainly don't want to. It's the billionaires, millionaires fighting over it. Is there any way to fix it? I feel like Bob Costas, we had him as the commissioner. We told him he was the commissioner for like 30 years. We'd always say, Bob, fix the game. Right. Is, is it a pitch clock? Is it you know the, getting the hitters in the box fast? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. They do it in the minor leagues. So, guys, are you're going to start getting crops of pitchers that are used to it. And I think once you get to a rhythm, of the game, you can almost throw it away. But we're at the point now where I've always said, call more strikes. The games that we do that are the fastest paced games are the ones where umpires are calling strikes or guys are going up to the plate ready to swing. And that's usually the all-star game because nobody wants to strike out. So they see something that's there to hit, they swing, they put the ball in play, they're trying to avoid strikeouts. There's a little bit of action. And, and even with all those changes, 
it's it's a well-paced game. So I think there are ways to do it. I'm not against the pitch clock. I used to think that banning the shift was ridiculous, but hitters have not shown the ability to adjust to that. So, you know, when it's just launch, 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 everybody's on the right side of the infield for left-handed power hitters. Nobody can seem to put the ball in play on the left side of the infield. If they're not going to do it after this number of years, they might have to really think about making two guys on the left side of second base, two guys on the right. So your daughters were always in the booth, right? Are the boys now at the age, are they coming to games? Not quite. They're probably pulling cables at this point. Not yeah, yet. no. They're, they're, will they grow up in the booth too? Yeah, I'd like to think that. Um, I, I, that's how I grew up. You know, That's why I do what I do because my dad was the dad that wanted me around. And he wanted me to experience life on the road and to go to L.A. and Pittsburgh and Houston and Vegas with him and you know, learn how to be my own little man and, and how to act right and be around adults. So, yeah, my girls grew up that way, and I, I'd like to think my boys will because I, I can't, A, that's where I am, so I don't want to be away from them for that long, but B, I, I think it's, it's a good way to grow up and have some responsibility. You can't be a little maniac in the corner. You're, you can't sit in the booth. you got to be quiet. If you can't be quiet, then you got to go outside. And, and there are just little lessons in there that I think are valuable. All right, last one. Is there any event you've watched and you said, I'd kind of like to call that, or I'd love to be you know, maybe in the booth for that, whether it's Wimbledon or the Derby or, you know. Your dad always did a Irish Derby every summer, right? Yeah, but they only went over there to hang out. Uh, he, he always claimed he couldn't do horse racing because he was colorblind, and that's, that's all based on the silks of the jockeys and, and on the horses. So uh, I don't know if that was true or not. I think it was. Uh, he tried to do it. It wasn't good. Uh, but no, I, the answer is no. I mean, I've done Robbie Knievel jumping over limos. I've done live bass fishing. I've done football, baseball, basketball, uh, one minute of hockey, and I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm content. I guess as an addendum, I should say that Joe has just been great over the years uh, to me. And it's not just the Fox affiliation. He's been awesome at every turn. I was doing some Rams preseason play-by-play. Didn't really know what I was doing. He showed me how to put together a board for a game, which you do in football. You have those giant boards in front of you with all your notes about all the different players. He showed me how his system worked, very helpful, and uh, he's just been great along the way. When the Layla phenomenon happened, the young blues fan, that was simply because Joe got an email from a friend who said, hey, this young girl uh, is really fighting for her life, and her family wants to call attention to Be The Match, that great organization. Joe texted me, said, check your email. I'm going to forward you something and do a story on it. And we did. And the story, there was the original story about Layla, and then things sort of took off from there. He was in that original piece. He was up at Fenway Park doing the World Series with John Smoltz. You can go back and find it online. And so the piece was about Layla, everything she was dealing with. But I said to Joe, you got to be in this piece. I mean, you're, you're the connection that I have to this family. So he said, just text me that night. And he cuts a little clip of him and Smoltz at Fenway Park. It's clearly in the middle of an inning of the World Series. And uh, it made the piece, you know, that much better. So he's just been great uh, to me over the years. I appreciate that. I know he gets ripped by a ton of people. And it's funny because even outside of St. Louis, uh, my buddy Lance covers the Packers. 
was doing some show and I said, hey, go up and talk to Joe. And he said, man, he was so cool. It was great. I just think he gets a bad rap. So got on my soapbox for a minute there, but always great to have him on the show. The Kilcoin Conversation, as always, presented by Marie de Villa Senior Living right there at Clayton and Wideman Road. 60-acre beautiful campus, 60-acre campus that's been there since 1960. Triad Bank, I promise that second location is coming soon. Triad Bank started in St. Louis in 2005. Great place to go if you're in business in St. Louis and you're looking to expand. B&G Tuck Pointing, you see their commercials now during the Blues games. Braden Shen's on one of those commercials. I think there'll be another Blues prominent player coming soon doing commercials as well. It's going great over at B&G. That's because they will make your bricks look their best. Waterproofing. Tuck Pointing, Foundation Repair, all under one roof. BG, tuckpointing.com. Nordic Mountain up there in Wild Rose, Wisconsin. Beautiful spot and easy to get to. It really is. About a half day's drive from St. Louis. Nordicmountain.com is where you can check out this beautiful spot in Wisconsin. And Appliance Discounters, they've been with me for a long time as well. Huge Blues fans, great sports fans. But what it's all about is brand names that you know you trust and getting them delivered to you quickly at a low price. What a great recipe that is. TheApplianceddiscounters.com. As always, we are on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com, the great website put together by the Cardinals broadcaster. Tons of daily content. He's really upped his game recently with high school coverage. There's just more and more content that you can check out at ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. And also find us at Spotify and iTunes. And as always, we thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.